And how much do you think you'll raise this year? Um, probably a little bit less than uh, than that, just because that you know, in so, in some ways, it kind of goes in lumps, if you will. And I would say we'll probably raise between two and three billion. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Guy Costin. He's the co-founder and CEO of Dakota, where he leads a team that has raised over $40 billion of investment from since 2006. He's led the expansion of Dakota's offerings into software and data to enable investment salespeople to sell more efficiently. Guy, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So Absolutely. let me understand, what is the business model here? Is it a marketplace and you take a cut of what you raise or is there a software SaaS sale here, traditional? So it's actually, it's it's really counterintuitive, but... You'll, you'll get it instantly. So we founded our firm in 2006. Investment firms hire us to be their outsourced sales and marketing team, which means we raise capital for their investment strategies. So we've raised over 40 billion since that time. And in, or, in order to do that, we built a database using salesforce.com of investors all across the country, primarily the US, a little bit in Canada. We made the decision in 2018 to create a business around that and sell access to our data to our industry colleagues. And it's the only content and database that is built by fundraisers for fundraisers. And we now have over 400 investment firms and growing using our data to set up meetings to raise money. That's incredible. So so your database is really, what is it like a rich list of like wealthy LPs that are writing angel checks or LP checks? No, it's actually different than that. It's like big state pension funds, foundations, endowments, banks, broker dealers. There's a whole ecosystem of investors that will invest in professional money managers. In, you know, in your world, you can think kind of venture capital. It can be growth equity, private equity, but they're calling on Harvard and Yale and the state of California and those pension funds because they have a ton of money they need to invest in uh, funds just like that. And so our data set is about 4,500 different accounts and about 13,000 contacts. And we have a ton of more data as well focused on serving one avatar, which is somebody who gets up every morning and has to raise money for their venture fund or private equity fund. It's a hell of a job. That's a hell of a life. Call, 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 close, close, close. <laughs> All right. So what do these investment firms pay you to access the database and the software on average? It's 12500 for two user licenses and then $1,000 for each additional user. Monthly or annually? Uh, annually. Got it. So 12500 base and then 1000 per seat after. Yep. 
Interesting. Okay. Do most people just stick with one seat or do they go up to four, five, six, ten no, seats? No, we, we've had 27 seats. I mean, a lot of people go up. And, and the main reason is it's a super small investment. So if you think about the value proposition, again, is really simple. Salespeople need to be making sales calls and setting up meetings. If they're spending time researching websites, messing around, or don't have a complete data set, right? So for instance, if you go to Boston and you only know 40 potential investors in Boston, when there's actually 175, you now only have maybe a quarter of the total addressable market covered. We mm -hmm. give you a TAM, we give it updated. And so your salespeople can be much more efficient focusing on what they exactly should be doing, not wasting time doing meaningless research and such. So Guy, ignoring seats for a second, how many unique logos pay? Is that the 400 number? Yeah, about 402. A 402. Okay. And how many seats does that make up? Uh, about 1,020 right now. Okay. Wow. So call it one and a half, well, two, two and a half, two and a half average seats per account, something like that. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Take me back to customer number one. That's always a fun story. When did it happen? Uh, well, do you want the really funny story? Yeah. The really funny story is we had a platform that we spent two years building. It was the exact opposite of this. We built a platform. So investment firms like venture capital, private equity could put their PDFs and like their pitch decks and everything on our platform. And they could drive their investors to our platform. We launched it June of 2018. 14 paying customers paid us $5,750. June, June of what? June of 18. Okay. So we launched it and they all said, Where are all the investors? And we said, Well, we thought you were going to bring some. Well, essentially, they were not happy. So as the summer went on of 18, I finally looked at our investment sales team. We're eight people strong. We have a weekly meeting. I said, what if we just invite all those 14 firms and their salespeople to listen to our weekly sales call? And our sales team was like, wow, it's kind of weird, but okay, cool. Yeah. And we'll share all this information. Great. I said, well, they are paying us. We'll just share some information. So we did that. We invited a bunch of prospects as well. Well, everyone loved the call. So we did it again the next Friday at 11 o'clock. This is like August 24th of 2018. So we did that. But what we did is we brought on an allocator from like Harvard or from the state of California and interviewed them. So you'd learn all about their platform. We then covered a city. We'd cover Boston or Chicago or New York, go through all the investors in that city. We then cover a key account. Again, it could be JP Morgan private bank, who's got you know, a trillion and a half dollars under management. And we help people navigate. Well, uh, it was a total grand slam. We actually were selling licenses to that call. Like we made it into like the Tonight Show, like a true webinar. And, and it's so industry specific and we're sharing like this deep, deep level of information. It's ideal for a salesperson. Well, what they said is they said, hey, can we have all that information, names, phone numbers, email addresses of all the people you're talking about? We're like, wait a second, that's our database. That's the goose that's laying the golden eggs. And I finally looked at our team and I said, listen, I don't think the first content platform that we built is going to go anywhere. What if we sold access to our database, it'll make our data better. We'll be able to hire a data team. They can improve it. So it'll be great for our sales team because we'll use the same data. So we, so customer number one, we launched on April 1st, 2019. Um, it was a healthcare firm, Pavati. And thank goodness they did it. They, they got us launched. And now, right, two and a half years later, we're you know, growing really quickly. And so, you know, I'd say the most important thing is not so much that we're growing quickly, which is cool. And I think it's a, it's a great business. We're adding tremendous value to our customers' lives and their business lives. So what was, if 2019 was the first, you said you founded this in 2006, how did you make money between 2006 and 2019? 
when we raise 40 billion and we get a percentage of what we raise on the 40 billion. What percent usually? Uh, it kind of ranges from seven to 20 percent. You take in seven to 20 percent of 40 billion dollars raised? No, no, of the fees off of 40 billion. What are the, pretty, I don't know the fees. What are the fees? Uh, so let's, let's say the fees would be, they could be 50 basis points. So that would be, let's say, 200 million. And then we would get a percentage of the 200 million. I see. Okay, got it. So you would get seven to 20% uh, of, or 10 to 20% of the 200 million, right? So about 20 to 40 million, something like that. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's paid, it's, it's paid, you know, pay, we, we get paid on the come, right? It's a, it's a commission based deal. So if yeah. we generate the, if we generate the revenue, then we get paid a fee. And that, that, okay. that's, that's, that's standard in the industry. Um, it's where yeah, the industry yeah. works, right? So if you deliver a thousand dollars as a salesperson, you get paid a percentage of that thousand dollars. Totally understood. Yes. Yeah. So that was the model pre 2019. Then you launched the platform 2019. Now there's 400 firms paying for that platform at 12, $13,000 ACVs. Do you still take a seven, 20% of the fees on money that you raise? No. So two completely separate businesses. The one but you business, still run both. You still run both. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlatka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. So how much did you raise in, in my COVID year, 2020? About 4 billion. Okay, was it higher or lower than 2019? Uh, it was probably about the same. Okay, that, that surprised you at all or was that what you expected? Uh, no, I mean, it, it, COVID, if you were, listen, if you're in the right strategies during COVID, like what did really well in COVID? All the growth, growth stocks, right? Asset light, you know, Zoom, all that stuff did great. You know, the Googles, the Amazons, everything. All the tech companies, the traditional value businesses, you know, energy, I mean, airlines, all of those type cyclical type businesses got annihilated. So it just really depended. You did really well and raised a lot of money if you just happened to be in the right end of the market. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And how much do you think you'll raise this year? Um, probably a little bit less than uh, than that, just because that you know, in some in some ways, it kind of goes in lumps, if you will. And I would say we'll probably raise between two and three billion. Okay. So this, that business is, is slowly declining while the other one is growing. Right. Right. But it, it's on a, it's still on a big base, right? It's mm -hmm. still on a big base and growing. And, you know, hopefully we'll have that business for, 
you know, the next 20 years. We, we love that business. The other business, though, is completely independent. It's software licenses to data. And we're growing that business. And uh, it complements the other business, but they're completely separate. But obviously, one complements the other. What did that database business do last year? So if we did, you know, I, th- I think we doubled in size. So we went from 200 uh, this time last year to 400. Per month? No, 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 no. I mean, in total contract signed. Got it. 200 customers uh, last year to 400 now today. Now, but if I take 400 today times that ACV you mentioned earlier of 12.5, right? So that's, what is that? That's like a $5 million run rate on the database business. Is that right? Yeah. Today? Yep, exactly. And, and it was about a $2.5 million run rate about a year ago? Yeah, I wouldn't say a little less than that, but yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's obviously great growth. Where's the growth coming from? Is it expanding seats on historical accounts or adding new accounts altogether? Adding new accounts. Where are you finding them? What's the process look like? Uh, we, we've just built up a really great database of investment firms that we call on. So it's, so it's outbound. Yeah, it's a lot of outbound. It's, it's a very difficult business to do inbound. But the Dakota Live call that I mentioned to you, that call, that call still goes on today. And that, that's really how people find out about us. And the word database in our industry is a really dirty word because most data is stale. And so to establish your credibility, people come on the Dakota Live call and it establishes our credibility. And so from there, they're like, oh, okay, wow, what you guys are doing around content creation is really strong. I'd love to talk to you and see what else you guys are doing. What's your team size today? How many folks? Uh, 45 total employees. How many engineers? Uh, one. With Do you all- give your salespeople quota or no? Um, no, we're, we're targeting five demos a week is kind of okay. where we sort of handicap it. And then we have- And how many of those people do you have? 11. So they're doing 55 demos a week, something like that. Uh, yeah, ideally. That's not, we're not quite this. You're scaling we, to that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so what is there, like you've modeled this, if you have 11, that you're, it's a repeatable process. Like how much new ARR do you want a sales rep closing new per year? I would say it has to be between 70 and a hundred contracts. Okay. Which so, is equal to about 70 grand a month to hundred grand a month of new MRR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, or about a you know one point two million in new ARR per year. Yeah, interesting. No, that's, that's great. Now, have you done all this bootstrapped or raised? Uh, totally bootstrapped. How how anti what you're building? I mean, you are the raised guy, and you've done this bootstrapped. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you would laugh. I, yeah, like partner. It, when you raise money, you change the complexion of your business and your company. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's just a totally different discussion, and it's not. What that would we, you value the business at today? Oh, geez. It's, you know, we're not quite making money right now, which is fine. I mean, our, our, our whole goal is to maintain the product quality. So if you're in the data business, it's a really sharp knife because people get on the demo and they ask questions about certain accounts. And if you don't have that information or it's missing, you lose all your credibility. So mm-hmm. we just want to make sure that we have the right construct in place to support the product. Because if you think about it, all we want to be able to do is be that engine that salespeople rely on on a daily basis to set up meetings with potential investors. And so it has to be complete and has to be accurate and has to be updated every day, every second. Yeah. So bootstrap. Okay. What about churn? How do you think about churn? You know, to tell you the truth, churn's kind of weird because the investment industry, like people do close their doors and you know, good investment firms, people just don't want to manage money anymore. They leave. So the churn's been mostly through other mergers or through, you know, we've only really had one firm just say, you know what? Uh, I don't want to renew. And, you know, they say, they, they make a comment and you're like, Okay, like your data, 
isn't complete. And we're like, so, but you know, listen, as I, as I always tell, tell our team, there's no matter what you do in life, there's always haters, right? Mm-hmm. And you just got to put a smile on your face and just go find new. But so we, key, what's the number though? Like what's the, can you quantify churn? Oh yeah. It's like probably like 3% per, per month year. or per year, year. Okay. okay. Got it. That's not bad at all. And uh, do you have more than 3% expansion? So your NDR is above hundred percent? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. as we renew, uh, we're adding additional user licenses. That's where are you way above hundred percent in terms of net dollar retention? We were probably one fifteen. Okay, got it. So you're expanding eighteen percent to make up for that thirteen percent hole and get to one fifteen net. Yep. Very cool. Interesting. Hey, great model here. What's next? Are you gonna stick with this part for a while or anything on the pipeline? Uh, no, we're sticking with this, and you know, it's it's working on integrations. Like we've got a great integration with Salesforce. Um, we're adding a bunch of additional data sets. Uh, we, we have a few other products uh, in the pipeline, but nothing that I don't want to get too distracted right now. And our biggest thing is just making sure we're serving our existing membership base so they're getting value, right? Because if they're not getting value, then we're not going to go anywhere. So, do you own 100% of the business? Right now, yes. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Okay, own 100%. No co-founders. I love that. It's rare. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Now, now I we're, we're very collaborative as a team. Like we, We're probably as team-based as you can imagine. Now I'm, I end up making, you know, someone has to make the final decisions, but culture is, pro- is by far and away the most important thing that I deal with every single day and mm-hmm. making sure it's an amazing place to work. People like coming to work, they feel challenged, they feel like they can grow. That's been the case since 08 when we first started hiring people. If Pitchbook um, comes to you today and offers you $40, uh, $40 million all cash up front to sell the business, do you sell? No, no, no. We're even, even, even one guy made a comment like, the, the thing that makes the product great is that we're in it and using it. And it's like this culture right now. So no plans to sell right now. Um, but exactly, PitchBook would be like a direct- 40, 40 million all cash up front is a lot of money. It's a 10X multiple. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, right right now we're super content with growing because I, I still think there's a lot of growth ahead. And I think there's a lot of value that we deliver. And it's and it's one hell of a fun business to build. And when, you're, when your customers really like, because we get such great feedback, it makes you feel good. And I, I think we've got a lot more room to run and a lot more value to add. So yeah. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh gosh. Um, I read so many. Goodness. Uh, you know, I'll say good to great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, Chris Lockhead, most favorite guy on the planet. Number four, three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business besides your own? Salesforce. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> about six. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. What's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, married, a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 17-year-old. Busy guy. How old are you? I'm 54. 54. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, best line I've ever had around hiring. Okay. Guy goes, I can deal with no breathing. I just can't deal with bad breath. Okay. Mm-hmm. The most important thing, the right seats, that whole thing on the bus. You just need to have people that are on Team Dakota and are aligned with your values and have no one that's not. If I, if I knew that earlier, it would have changed everything. We finally got that concept and things like are so much more fun. Guys, Dakota.com, we have 400 customers paying about $1,000 per month for their database of over 400, or sorry, over uh, uh, 4,500 accounts and 13,000 contacts across pension funds firm, uh, and firms in their database. It's the ultimate tool to help you go if you're raising capital. And a lot of folks are using over 1,000, 1,200 seats on the platform. Sorry, they went from a $2.5 million run rate a year ago to $4.8 million run rate today. Totally bootstrapped. Guy, the founder, owns 100%. And they're right around break even. No plans to sell the business. 45 people today as they look to continue to scale. Guy, Thanks for taking us to the top.
Yeah, thanks so much. Nice to, nice to see you.